Hi everyone and welcome to this second episode of our podcast. Um, my name's Kate and I'm the other half of K&K Consulting. You may have heard Kirsty's podcast last week which talked all about the importance of contracts. Well I'm here this week to talk to you about the essential steps your business must take to comply with GDPR. You've all heard of GDPR if you're in business. It's an important piece of legislation, EU legislation, that was brought out in 2018. The main aim of it is to protect personal data. So that's the data of everybody, you, I, and everybody else um, that you may come into contact with in the course of your business. So you need to be making sure that you have the right tools, policies, and checklists in place to remain compliant. Um, Kirsty may have honed in on this last week, but I'm going to also just put it out there. Um, We aren't lovers of templated documents. Lots of people have the misconception that you can use a templated document for your privacy policy or your data protection policy. This is sadly not the case. You need to avoid templates. Each company is different and has its own way of doing things. Your data protection and privacy strategies should be tailored to your business. So the things you need to be doing, you need to be taking action to make sure that your business is compliant. And this isn't just at the beginning of your compliance steps. This is a continuing theme that should be revisited at least annually to make sure that you're not only compliant, but any changes that you make within the business are also given thought to data protection. So you should be doing things like data mapping, understanding how your data moves within your organisation. The best way to do this this is to create a a data mapping document so you can track the flow of what's happening with with the data that travels through your company. This may be um, from when it comes in to when it may get sent out to anybody else that may need it. Um, So there's a document called a data mapping document that you can use that will help you identify areas that could cause problems with compliance. Um, Again, processing must only be carried out if the company can rely on a legal basis. Under the GDPR, there's a number of legal bases that you use to process people's personal data. Um, The main ones that I'll touch on are consent. So you obviously need to have somebody's consent to process their personal data. The other one is to perform a contract. So if you have somebody come to you who wants to use a product or your services uh, and a contract is formed then obviously there's certain pieces of personal data that you're going to need to fulfill that contract. There are a number of other legal bases which you've probably heard of such as um, legitimate interest which is another key legal basis that people use to process personal data. Um, Another important document that you need to have, uh, most businesses should have one by now bearing in mind GDPR came out in 2018 so you know that's nearly three years ago now if you don't have a privacy policy that's something that you do need to address and you do need to review it and update it annually as well so the privacy policy is something that normally sits on your website if you've got a website it's a legal requirement if you're collecting data electronic data from your website so we are talking um, things such as a contact form that collects names Um, telephone numbers and email addresses or even a postal address if if you've got that ability on your contact contact form and it's something you need in order to provide the service. Um, So yeah, it sits on your website and it needs to have important sections in it that give 
the user or the person you're collecting the data from some information about what you're going to do with that data, how you're going to store it, um, what your legal basis is for collecting the data, uh, things such as the security, so how you're going to look after the data, what security measures you take, um, what happens to that data once you have collected it, so where it is stored, um, people you may need to share it with to, to provide the service, um, and also cookies policy as well. Um, when we draft policies for our clients, we tend to combine the privacy and the cookies policy into one document just to make it easier. Um, so you've just got that one policy there, you just put it on your website and obviously it's there for anybody to view. Um, so the cookies policy needs to cover obviously what the different types of cookies are, a brief description of them so that the person reading it has some sort of knowledge of what you're talking about and it also needs to list the actual cookies that you've got running on your website. So again this document does need to be reviewed quite, quite often, uh, especially if you're making any changes to your website. Uh, we're talking about, you know, if you have a plugin that you add to the website um, or you you know you add something else to the website and it places a cookie on it you you would be surprised at the amount of things that you might change on your website that does put an additional cookie on there so there are some websites you can use that can track um, that can do a check of your website to see what cookies are running and there's also some back-end things. I'm not technical so <laughs> I'm not going to get into that but there are some back-end ways of checking what cookies are running on there and obviously if there's any additional ones you need to be adding those into the cookies policy to, to provide that information for anybody that's looking at it. Um, so again, depending on the size of your organisation will depend upon how much consideration for GDPR you need to give. Obviously, if you're just a one-man band or a partnership, then you need to be educating yourself and your possible partner on GDPR compliance. You need to have an awareness of it. Um, if you're a bigger organisation and you've got staff, then you need to be making sure that your staff und understand the importance of data protection. You need to provide them with some training. Um, so that they know the basic principles of the GDPR. Um, another key factor to consider is obviously data breaches. This is, this is the big one really, um, because you need to know what to do if you become aware of a data bre breach. And we don't just mean about how to report it, but also how to detect it and investigate it. So um, you need to have those right, the right processes in place um, to, to cover all of that, all of those three key uh, actions towards a data breach. Um, again, assess it. You need to assess the data breach um, to find out the severity of it. Um, there's obviously checklists that you could have within your organisation um, that, that staff can follow or yourself um, can follow to, to check the severity of a data breach, such, you know, things such as the number of data subjects that have been affected and the types of personal data that, that may have been affected by the breach. And also remember, this is really, really important, that once you become aware of a data breach, you must report it to the Information Commissioner's Office within 72 hours. If you don't report it, and it's a breach that they are saying that you should have reported, then obviously you, you're leaving yourself open to a fine from the ICO. 
Um, so again, just continuously work on all those policies, procedures and processes that you need to have in place so that if the ICO does investigate you, if there is a possible data breach, then you're, tr you're being transparent about how you're dealing with data protection. It needs to be a key element in your business um, and they call it data protection by design. So that just means anything that you're doing, you need to have data protection at the forefront of your mind with everything you're implementing within your business. Um, and again, I can't can't um, mention this enough, but you do need to be regularly revisiting all your processes, all your procedures, all your policies, to, just to make sure that everything is in line with the way your business is set up. You know, you might have diversified your business in a different way because of the pandemic, um, uh, and you know, GDPR might not be <laughs> at the top of your to-do list, but unfortunately, it is something that you need to have an awareness of um, and be checking that any new services you're offering or any new products that you're you're providing, you know, you've got that thought of GDPR whilst you're doing it. Um, so there's some other key elements that you need to be making sure that you're thinking about when you're collecting the data and storing it, um, such as the accuracy of the data. Is the data you're still holding accurate? Because that's one of the key principles of GDPR. The safety of it, so where it's been stored. Is it on cloud storage? Is it on lots of different devices? You might be using subcontractors that have that information sitting on their devices and computers. So it's just need, you just need to be checking that chain of where that data is and where it's getting sent to and where it's coming from. Um, and again, another key principle is retention periods. So you shouldn't be keeping data for any longer than you need to for what you first collected it for. So again, if there's um, obviously there's legislation out there such as for accountancy records that you need to keep certain data for six years um, but anything else that you don't need to keep anymore you should be removing it from from all your databases and your computers um, and just be checking constantly checking the existing data um, and the retention periods and the safety of the storage for it um, okay, so most businesses have a website, so I'm going to quickly move on to websites and just cover how your website can be compliant with GDPR in mind. So we've touched on that privacy policy. You need a privacy policy, uh, especially if you've got a contact form on there. Um, so there are other elements you need to consider as well, obviously the cookies policy, um, which goes hand in hand with your cookies pop-up. You wouldn't believe the amount of websites we visit that don't have a compliant cookies pop-up. Um, so for a cookie pop-up to be compliant, it's going to be dependent upon what cookies you're running. Some websites don't have any cookies running at all. Other websites only have essential cookies running. But if you're a website that has essential and non-essential cookies running, then you need to be giving a website visitor the option to choose which cookies they allow you to run on their device. So any non-essential cookies should be set in the back end of your website, should be set auto-disabled. And then that gives the website visitor that option to enable them if they want those cookies to run. So that's just um, another key element to making sure that your website is compliant and um, with, with GDPR in mind, obviously. Um, Again, there's another um, key point that lots of websites obviously collect email addresses um, for marketing purposes. So you've got to make sure you get your opt-in forms 
compliant as well. So gone are the days of the automatic passive opt-ins ticked for you and you would be filling in your details, you'd ignore all the tick boxes and that would automatically um, mean that you'd opted in to receive whatever you were opting in to receive, whether it be mail shots or newsletters or um, information about products and special offers. So gone are those days. You need to actually be ensuring that any opt-ins are not ticked. So the user has to be providing you with granular consent by ticking the box to opt-in. They cannot be auto-set to ticked anymore. Again, you need to be explaining what you'll be using the data for. So if it is a monthly newsletter or it is going to be information of special offers, you need to be telling the, the, um, the website visitor this. Um, and also don't ask for any unnecessary information. Um, so if you're just asking somebody to sign up to your newsletter, you don't need anything other than their email address and perhaps their name. You don't need to be taking a telephone number or a postal address because it's just unnecessary. So you need to be differentiating between the options available to them. So if you want them to sign up to a marketing newsletter but you also want to send them targeted promotional information, then you need to have a tick box for the marketing newsletter and a separate tick box for the targeted promotional information so that they can have either or, or both. Um, okay, and also you need to be defining the scope for why you are collecting the specific data you're collecting and only collect the data you need to provide the service or product and nothing more. Um, and again, we're talking about keeping the data safe. So this again goes back to what I was saying earlier in terms of making sure that where the data is sitting, whether it be on a cloud or your computer or your device, keep it safe. Anybody you're asking to use that data for any reason, make sure they're keeping it safe as well by checking that they've got the right processes and procedures in place. Um, and this also goes for if you're outside of your office or building, um, you may work from home, so you may often go to, well, probably not at the moment, but pre-COVID people were going to coffee shops and logging on to obviously the Wi-Fi there to work, a, you know, a nice different environment, change of scenery, um, just a word of caution that don't ever log on to public Wi-Fi if you're working because obviously that's leaving you open to a breach. Anybody could be sitting in that cafe or, or nearby um, who could actually intercept that information and hack into your system you'd be completely unaware of it and they could obviously do what they wanted to do with whatever they have access to. So we always recommend that you either use your um, mobile data or have a VPN to um, protect yourself and protect that data. Okay, so that is me done. I hope you have enjoyed our second edition podcast, um, which has given you a brief summary of how your business can be compliant with GDPR. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye-bye.